42 degrees north and 42 degrees south, which includes about 85% of the world's population, would suddenly experience supersonic winds. The highest winds would last for only a few minutes near the surface. Friction with the ground would slow them down. However, those few minutes would be long enough to reduce virtually all human structures to ruins. My home in Boston is far enough north to be just barely outside the supersonic wind zone, but the winds there would still be twice as strong as those in the most powerful tornadoes. Buildings from sheds to skyscrapers would be smashed flat, torn from their foundations, and sent tumbling across the landscape. Winds would be lower near the poles, but no human cities are far enough from the equator to escape devastation. Longyearbyen, on the island of Svalbard in Norway, the highest latitude city on the planet, would be devastated by winds equal to those in the planet's strongest tropical cyclones. If you're going to wait it out, one of the best places to do it might be Helsinki, Finland. While its high latitude, above 60 degrees north, wouldn't be enough to keep it from being scoured clean by the winds, the bedrock below Helsinki contains a sophisticated network of tunnels, along with a subterranean shopping mall, hockey rink, swimming complex, and more. No buildings would be safe. Even structures strong enough to survive the winds would be in trouble. As comedian Ron White said about hurricanes, it's not that the wind is blowing, it's what the wind is blowing. Say you're in a massive bunker made out of some material that can withstand thousand-mile-per-hour winds. That's good, and you'd be fine if you were the only one with a bunker. Unfortunately, you probably have neighbors, and if the neighbor upwind of you has a less well-anchored bunker, your bunker will have to withstand a thousand-mile-per-hour impact by their bunker. The human race wouldn't go extinct. I mean, not right away. In general, very few people above the surface would survive. The flying debris would pulverize anything that wasn't nuclear-hardened. However, a lot of people below the surface of the ground would survive just fine. If you were in a deep basement, or better yet, a subway tunnel when it happened, you would stand a good chance of surviving. There would be other lucky survivors. The dozens of scientists and staff at the Amundsen-Scott Research Station at the South Pole would be safe from the winds. For them, the first sign of trouble would be that the outside world had suddenly gone silent. The mysterious silence would probably distract them for a while, but eventually, someone would notice something even stranger. The air. As the surface winds died down, things would get weirder. The wind blast would translate to a heat blast. Normally, the kinetic energy of rushing wind is small enough to be negligible, but this would not be normal wind. As it tumbled to a turbulent stop, the air would heat up. Over land, this would lead to scorching temperature increases and, in areas where the air is moist, global thunderstorms. At the same time, wind sweeping over the oceans would churn up and atomize the surface layer of the water. For a while, the ocean would cease to have a surface at all. It would be impossible to tell where the spray ended and the sea began. Oceans are cold. Below the thin surface layer, they're a fairly uniform 4 degrees Celsius. The tempest would churn up cold water from the depths. The influx of cold spray into superheated air would create a type of weather never before seen on Earth, a roiling mix of wind, spray, fog, and rapid temperature changes. This upwelling would lead to blooms of life, 
as fresh nutrients flooded the upper layers. At the same time, it would lead to huge die-offs of fish, crabs, sea turtles, and animals unable to cope with the influx of low oxygen water from the depths. Any animal that needs to breathe, such as whales and dolphins, would be hard-pressed to survive in the turbulent sea-air interface. The waves would sweep around the globe, east to west, and every east-facing shore would encounter the largest storm surge in world history. A blinding cloud of sea spray would sweep inland, and behind it, a turbulent, roiling wall of water would advance like a tsunami. In some places, the waves would reach many miles inland. The windstorms would inject huge amounts of dust and debris into the atmosphere. At the same time, a dense blanket of fog would form over the cold ocean surfaces. Normally, this would cause global temperatures to plummet, and they would, at least...